This is Geeks of the Square Table, episode 187. The killer episode. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I don't get the reference there. It's what? police code for 187. Yeah. It's police oh, code for, for murder. murder. Okay. At least it used to be. I guess I'm not as acquainted with murder as you guys. It's become a popular reference now. It's been in pop culture movies and songs. There was even a movie with Samuel L. Jackson in it, wasn't there? 187? do believe so. And Demolition Man, uh, a 187, was a murder slash death slash kill. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sublime, they have a lyric called, pull a, or a lyric where they say, pull a 187 on a MF and cop. Could you give me any references from the last 20 years? These are references from the last 20 years. Technically, Demolition those are just... Fuck is not. Well, that's mid-90s. It's just out Dude, of the last really, 20 years. You're in 2018. You were yeah. referencing things that happened, happened in like the early 90s. So no. Yeah, no. No, no. I, I'm, uh, yeah, I am referencing things just out of... It, Appreciate within, for a moment oh, how old you are, David. Those are all over 20 <laughs> years old. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a young uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some of us haven't been around for four decades. Actually, yes, you're almost forty, David. No, I know. I'm seventies, <laughs> My lifetime has spanned the part, the better part of four, five decades. <laughs> what year were you born? Seventy-eight. Okay, yeah, so you're turning 40 this year, then? Uh, I will be 40 this Sunday. Yeah, so... Well, congratulations. Happy early birthday, man. Thank you. That's that's kind of the reason why I'm here tonight. Because okay. I was just like, you know, there's so much I want to do this weekend. I don't have enough time this weekend to do it. I'm glad I was able to remind you of how incredibly old you are now. You're only as old as you feel, and I feel like 12. Even after being reminded that all those things you thought were less than 20 years old are, in fact, more than 20 years old? Because I have a 12-year-old 12 year sense of humor, so... Okay. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> I've been around the block a few times. Evidently. Well, let's see. Oh, I do look young for me. I have nice. my mother. I did not know you were that old, actually. I, I have my mother's. I have my mother's genes to thank for that. Well, her side of the family grows old gracefully. Well done in that regard. Thanks, mom. But anyway, which she uh, also celebrated a birthday this past weekend. So. Yeah. Happy birthday to her as well, man. So. Do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Um, Are we recording? Yeah. Yes, we've been recording. Okay, but see, I heard some playback, so I was like, oh, I guess we're not. That was from the live feed. The live uh, feed from, like, the other week. Yes, let's see. Uh, 187 is the police code in Detroit and California. Okay. Uh, gangsters like to use 187 to threaten people. Okay. Uh, that is, you know, uh, all according to uh, Urban Dictionary. And these entries are in here from at least 2006. Yeah, I mean. And later. 
Uh, now, the, the Sublime reference uh, is from the song April 29th, 1992, which came out. I don't, I guess that would still came out around 95, 96. So, still just outside of that 20 year mark. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is. If if they refer it to a police code for murder in a movie, it's one eight seven. Oh, I know, and I know to be threatened if anyone ever threatens to one eight seven me. So if anybody beeps you uh, on your beeper one eight seven, yeah, then run. Then yeah, they're out to kill you. Yeah, run, run away, and never come back. Yeah, I'll check. My, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually be checking my beeper while I'm on my way to you know the haircut place to get the Rachel. You know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Just wonder where, where you got your beeper. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, happened to my cell phone, man. Why won't it give me pick up Wi-Fi? Uh, <laughs> it's just not a cell phone. What? Either way, who was beeper? So I guess yeah. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, or perhaps the panther in the room. Ah, wasn't my best segue, but still. But no, um, we should talk about Black Panther because it's really taken the world by storm. Oh yes, that was an incredible movie. It was great. Um, very, to me at least, very reminiscent of uh, the very first Iron Man movie. Uh, in in a lot of that. ways, in the sense that this one. Like, it feels like we're being introduced to a new setting in the Marvel Universe that we haven't really had in a way since Guardians of the Galaxy, perhaps. Or we're seeing, like, a whole new side of it, and kind of exploring Wakanda is half the fun, because it's this amazing place. It's, a, it's, this, it's this incredible, technologically advanced country that just isolated itself from the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's just like, everybody who lives in Wakanda keeps the secret. Evidently, they're all on, they're all up with the ruse there. We uh, should point, uh, mention spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Black Panther. Oh yeah, we should definitely um, spoil it today. Um, yeah, we were but, um, definitely planning on spoiling that uh okay so i guess like pre pre spoiler warning uh, uh, two thumbs up recommended go see it if you haven't already i'm going to go see it again sometime i hope to go see it again this week uh my no spoiler review would be not quite as glowing as theirs i really enjoyed the movie but guardians of the galaxy is still my favorite this this is uh well i feel like you can still you can maybe not commit all the way to my favorite while still giving it, you know, a very, very I mean, yeah, um, it was, I'm glad I saw it in theaters. got Gomer to go to the theater. Impossible. He told me this Monday. Um, got Larry and Gomer? To go, like, well, uh, a week of it really? Not only did I go to the theater, I, I paid for two other people to go with me. Ooh. Well. Wow. Yeah. Um, Big spender. Now, uh, we went and saw it in 3D. Uh, it, How was that? I didn't see it in 3D. You know, the 3D was good, but... I don't know if it added anything to the viewing experience. I would think like maybe the chase in Korea, uh, well, Korea might I mean, have been like the best use of the 3D. Now, I, I would not recommend three going to see it in 3D. Okay. Uh, that's, that's to be fair, I can think I can count on one hand the movies I'd say, yeah, you should go see it in 3D. Right. Um, I mean, Avatar, uh, Doctor Strange, I feel like was the only MCU now, I could my in North 3D for. I you know, I definitely think, uh, you know, 
it, it was a good comic book movie, but it was a comic book movie. It was a good movie. I give it a B plus. Uh, except the areas that stood out were set design and costume design. I thought they did a really wonderful job, and the movie looked amazing. It did. But the movie is important also. In addition to being good, it's important for a few reasons. Right. There's definitely uh, important aspects to it. Uh, this is a movie that a large segment of the population has been waiting a long time for. Uh, majority black cast, majority black production crew. Um and also, a lot of people are pointing out and, her and you know, giving appreciation for this being a movie with an African cast where they're not, it's not a slave movie, it's not, like, a victim movie. Although, to some extent, you could argue that Michael B. Jordan's character arc is kind of from the victim side of things. Well, alright, so, uh, let's get into the... The spoiler portion uh, of this. Well, I just want to say one more thing before you get to that. This is one of the few Marvel movies that you don't need to watch the entirety of the MCU to follow. I feel like you get a benefit from having seen Civil War because that is where they introduce the character, but not necessary. Yeah, now, I haven't seen Civil War. Civil War is the only one you really would need to see. The, the, other than that, no. Uh, I didn't see... Uh, with the, the I didn't see Civil War, and other than Thor Ragnar, I've seen see Thor Ragnarok, Guardians two, then before that it was maybe Ant Man. Okay. Now, so I I I haven't seen any of the Avengers. I haven't seen you know Civil War. I haven't. There's definitely uh, I did see the Hulk. I don't know what order that came out. Probably oh, after a, Ant Man. That was like a while after, Hulk, is, after Hulk the first was the, Iron Man. Hulk was the second one they made. Yeah, it was before. Yeah. It was after Iron Man, but before Captain America. Where, I think was this movie nineteen Black Panther? Like I feel like Infinity yeah. War. I remember being movie twenty. I'm trying to think because they it's, they they kind of added. There's been a lot of them, and have. Hulk was one of the very first ones. So that was a while back. Because at least you know Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor had three movies. So that's nine movies right there. We have two Avenger movies. That's eleven. Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Guardians one, Guardians two. That's another. Yeah. Okay, so that's another four, nine, ten, eleven, five, twelve, thirteen, and then fourteen, fifteen. Um, so it's getting up there. So, uh, hello, uh, welcome, uh, join us. Uh, one of our viewers in Texas, my sister Amanda, not Amanda, my stepsister, but Amanda, my actual sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a bit uh, of a delay, isn't there? A little oh, I bit, didn't yeah. The camera was. Yes, yes. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> so, now you're waving the first time on camera, which, yeah, is up there. This would be trippy for anyone who's, like, listening and watching. Although I'm not sure why you would do that. Well, I mean, you can't listen to the recording live. Oh, how stupid. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Because I, I won't end up uploading the full podcast till tonight. Yeah. But the, oh, I forgot that we're only live in the video aspect, not in the, uh, like, the, yes, the yes. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Okay, so spoiler talk for Black Panther. Um, uh, well, I really enjoyed the movie the first time I saw it as The Lion King. 
this is one of those instances where, yes, you can point out tropes that have been used before, and used a lot, but execution is always more important than tropes. This movie, Lion King, for instance, did not have a very explicit statement to make about the sum total of misery brought about by African colonization. Okay. Which, speaking of which, that's kind of tied in inextricably with our villain of the movie, who is uh, definitely one of the better villains the yes. MCU has put out. In he's like on par with like um, with, who was the guy from Civil War? Zemo. Zemo is one of my favorites. Um, the other ones on my short list would probably be Kingpin from the Daredevil Netflix show and um, Loki. Um, which like, he's the only one that's still around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like part. like those others. Um, he comes from a place you can understand even if you t can't condone his actions. Like, he... You understand what set him on the path that he's on, even while you still recognize that he's... That path has taken him to a really dark place to the point where he can't really be redeemed. No. He, he, he was pretty... Pretty militant in his views. Yes. Um, well, I mean, he was willing to kill his own girlfriend to get Claw and... Yeah. Like, you know, a bargaining chip. He was willing to murder the, you know, children of people in various countries. Well, I mean, yeah, what what he's done off screen is a lot more terrible than what he did on screen. I mean, we see um, his well, brandings indicate a kill, every single one of them. And you can't imagine that all of them were, like, with, all, with that many on his torso... You have to imagine at least a few of those kills were not exactly noble. Yeah. And, but well, the worst and... part was is he was, he was uh, like a U.S. operative. Too. Yeah, he uh, graduated well, from Annapolis. Yeah. So they, they made him, you know, uh, an ex-soldier, mercenary for hire. Yeah. So, you know, we could assume some of those kills came in combat. That, yes. A lot of them probably did. But... In fact, that's where he garnered his nickname, so we knew he was doing that while he was still working. Because he was killing duty. people like he was a video game. Was what, 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 yeah. So, yeah... He's definitely a sympathetic character. In a lot of ways, yes. And he has some of the best lines in the movie, like his, well, we're already in spoiler section, like his death line. You know, um, bury me in the ocean where my ancestors jumped because they knew it was better to die than to live in chains. Or something like Live in bondage. That's it, sorry. His death was better than life in bondage. Yeah. Well. Um, now, I definitely... And no villain falling to his death. That that trope <laughs> did not happen in this movie. Nope, he's got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. Um, but no, this... <laughs> I don't want to, like, give it a ranking, per se. It's only been a week since I've seen it. Oh, yeah. But I can say it's pretty easily in the top five. And it will get better with age, too. I One think. thing. Um... It's definitely, I, I want to put it in my top five, but I will put it in my top ten. Oh, easily top ten. Oh, easily yeah. top ten. Um, I'm confident in saying top five, I would say. It's up uh, there I'm, with, I'm not as confident. My others in my top five would probably be the Captain America sequels and the Guardians movies. Yep. Uh, Winter Soldier is probably number one. 
I would probably put Civil War. I have well, a hard time, like, determining the order, but those are my top five. But, but it would be Civil War, I mean, as just... Now, just... Uh, just grading it on a movie point of view, uh, I thought some of the humor was forced, and it was a little too long in parts. I wouldn't say so. Now, I, I think they could have trimmed about 20 to 30 minutes out. I'm not sure what you get rid of, though. Uh, there's a couple little scenes here and there I could definitely see. And the worst part about... Uh, the, the part that got me with the humor was the rhino joke. At the end, during the final bite scene, the rhino's charging and then stops, licks her face. That just took me out of the scene. I just thought that was that joke. Definitely, the movie would have been better without that joke in there. Well, that attempt into Michelle? That no. attempt at humor right there, I thought, killed the fight scene. That that is one of my in fact think, the end of the fight scene. Yeah, it was the it was the end of the fight. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe that's the wrong Mission phrase. accomplished. <laughs> but I thought that that was that that bit felt out of out of place for the whole feel of the movie because all the other humor was just between the characters and it flowed more natural. That that scene there stood out a little. The best the, uh, the best humor came from the sister. Yeah, wait, let's talk about Shuri because Shuri. she's another character that people have been waiting a long time to see and that she is the brilliant scientist black girl that's something that doesn't often get seen in most movies and it was a breath of fresh air for a lot of people at least according to most of the reactions i've seen because the, the interaction between t'challa and shuri was pretty cool i really got a bro vibe from them they pulled that up chemistry off pretty well I, the, the one thing i just can't get over though is her gauntlets that you know let i'll form the blazing sword <laughs> Okay, they did kind of have a Voltron. They did have a on. kind of a Voltron vibe to them. But the Panther motif was not out of left field. No, it wasn't. But, but it was just... The thing that bothered me about the movie, and this isn't even a major thing, but I don't get why Killmonger had to do the heist and everything with Claw. Why didn't he just kill him the second he saw him and take him to Wakanda? Uh, well, I'm a, I mean... If he was just using Claw's corpse as, like, his way of endearing himself to the people of Wakanda, what was the point of the heist? That's a good question. I mean, uh, other than maybe trying to get on the radar of the, the Wakandans. Because okay. once they the, 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 the weapon had been identified as a Wakandan weapon with vibranium, it was on the radar. And then they were able to track Claw to a buyer. In South Korea. So. Okay, but but I mean, uh, I mean, I mean really, but, but no, you, no, you, you no. Have a valid let, point, let's. Though. You do have a valid point. Why? Why even go through the trouble of the heist? There's if you're just going to kill him. Every scene where white people are involved in this movie is irrelevant. They were forced into the movie just so they they're. I mean, well, to give it to give it a little bit of continuity. I mean, we you know Martin. I mean, okay, so I, Martin Freeman is was, way more likable in this movie than he was in Civil War. Uh, you know that 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 gave us that connection to to Civil War, and we had uh, right. So okay, so he's Andy in there to to, to tie that in. But you're right, you don't need. Uh, 
claw at all. You don't you need, need claw because well, claw himself being in the movie is a plot point. We needed to see him kill claw and then take the corpse to Wakanda because that's how he got in the front door. Isn't, isn't claw also but, like so? He did need his character. No, he got in the movie. front door by showing him the war dog tattoo. No, he got he he had the the, he, the tattoo he under his lip. But okay. He was, That's how they let him into the the field. They probably might not. He wouldn't have been supported. He wouldn't have been taken to the. He wouldn't if, have been taken to the the city, the hidden city, if yeah. he had just showed up with Claw. Claw was a walking, talking MacGuffin. They established in other movies that the Wakandans had a beef with him. Yes, a thirty-year-old beef. So. I, I don't feel as though this is like some sort of conjure from whole cloth contrivance, but okay. I so I specifically don't get why they needed a heist. Claude, I feel definitely needed to be here because they needed to a bring that whole conflict with Wakanda to some sort of endpoint, and b he needed some way to make at least a faction of people in Wakanda support him when he became king, which he totally did. That guy... Uh, the, the rhino guy. Yeah, rhino guy was willing to go with him even after the whole technicality of him not killing T'Challa came to pass. Because he had brought the corpse of Claw to And we know, that, we know that this guy had some, some ill feelings towards Claw to begin with because apparently Claw killed members of his family. His parents, I think they said. Yeah. So, so, so this, is, this, this is also the guy that is kind of the, uh, the public face of Wakanda in a lot yeah. of regards. And Martin Freeman, on the other hand, he's in the movie because he is... He's the character who's like representing the rest of the world coming to discover Wakanda. And that had to be a white guy. It was also nice to see uh, Martin, or Bilbo and Gola together on screen again. Oh. Oh, yeah, that never even occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> now if they just need... Oh, they can't get Doctor Strange uh, to meet Claw now. But that's kind of a shame. Unless they retcon it or do something. Well, I guess we can have the Holmes-Watson reunion, not necessarily the smog Bilbo um, Gollum yeah. sharing screen time. Although they never met in the Hobbit either. Whatever. Um, this is probably the most uh, you've seen of his face. Uh, Andy Serkis? Yeah, in He's a movie. a couple movies where he hasn't been like a CGI character. Very few and far between. Very few. I mean, the, I mean the his one most that... iconic roles are Gollum and uh, Caesar, which were all mo. Wasn't he also like Kong for the Peter Jackson movie? Oh, he totally was, I think. Uh, but, um, no, there's a movie with Brandon Fraser in it where uh, they're in a book, or they. So is this also like a 20 year old movie that no. you're referencing here? Or like... No, it's one of Brandon Fraser's last movies. Before, so like 40 years ago? No, before before <laughs> Journey to the Center of the Earth. Okay, okay. Where he was, where Andy Serkis was the villain. Uh, they were like characters from. The I'll take your word for it because I definitely didn't. Are you that. talking Monkey Bone? No. I have no idea what you're talking about. To the uh, internet. But regardless, this is probably the most exposure Andy Serkis has ever had not doing motion capture. Right. And now... Um, uh, well, that in... Uh, a lot of people obviously saw him in the second Avengers movie, too, where he was the same character. But his MCU role is definitely the most we've ever seen of his face. 
Alright, so the fact, knowing that there are at least some other ties for that, it does make those characters feel more like deliver. I understand more I why they're there because I hadn't seen those movies. They also um, play a role. I was just talking to David about how Martin Freeman is like sort of the representative of the first world. Like, at first, you know, being all condescending to the people of Wakanda, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, shit. Man, these guys are not to be condescended to. And that had to be a white guy. And also, Andy Serkis does have a few lines where it's like, the vibranium belongs in the hands of your betters. Which, again, had to be delivered by a white character. Inkart is the name of the movie. Inkart? Yes. Oh, I have actually heard of that. Isn't that the one where, like, they, like, read a, if they read a book, it brings the characters to life or something? Yes. Okay. And it's 2008, so it's only 10 years old. Okay. So it's within the 20 years. Okay, cool. We got we got a we got a reference. We got a reference that's less than twenty years old. Good job, guys. Yay. All right. But Black Panther was great. Um, I can't wait for a sequel, and I'm definitely gonna go see it again in theaters. Well, uh, my while I wouldn't mind seeing it again, uh, you know. I definitely won't go to the same theater. I had theater issues, but that's another. Was that has nothing to do with the movie. I was Indian Lake in Hendersonville. Oh, what was what was the issue? Hey, uh, I was really kind of upset they left the lights on up until the actual movie, like all during the previews. Yeah, and apparently that's the way they do it now. So I don't remember that being the case when I saw the movie. I don't remember that. I, I saw it there too. But that is apparently the new. Well, that's the way they did it, and I called, talked to people. They said that's the way they do it. Uh, maybe they were just. Uh, oh yeah, that we totally meant to do that type of thing for you. There. Maybe, uh, but I am not the only I mean, one. That's... I don't remember that. Maybe they were on. I just don't remember. Uh, uh, I actually enjoy the new recliners they have. <laughs> they are nice. Those are um, nice. Apparently, that's how they're doing it in all the Regal theaters. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere now. I know they have that at Opry Mills and at um, Green Hills now too. Those are nice. They're nice. Even if even if you, I think although it does mean less available seats, so it's yeah. happened a couple of times. I go to a movie that I'm con see if they had the old stadium seating. Yeah. But hey, whatever. The seats are comfortable. Oh, FYI. Uh, there's at least now yeah, two movies uh, called 187 from the last 20 years. With it. Okay. <laughs> Are they movies that people could Are reasonably expect? Three movies. Seen? Could you reasonably expect me to have seen these movies? One of them has Samuel L. Jackson in it. So. Oh, yeah, you mean well, like half the movies that he's in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and one of them's from 2010. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, uh, well, I expect you to know everything. Sorry to disappoint, Mark. That's why I use the internet. Uh, uh, in so I guess another news, uh, the other big uh, Comic World announcement this week would have to be Marvel doing another... Are we calling this a relaunch, a reboot, a uh, They are calling it a relaunch. Okay. 
Now, if re I do draw a distinction between a relaunch and a reboot. A reboot is one in which continuity itself is reset, which DC has done at least on a couple of occasions. At least twice in the last six years. Um, but if, I prefer if it's a relaunch. They are calling it a fresh start. That is, yeah, the, that's the banner name, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I really haven't been reading a lot of Marvel movies lately. Now, I, my Marvel intake is really dropped off. Yeah, okay. I didn't say walking through these halls. I've never seen more enthusiasm and more excitement for where Marvel Comics is going this year. That's TV for both of them. Yeah. I didn't even think Thor has a gold arm and a gold hammer, you know? Since Marvel Now, have we had such an overarching line white change of talent on Marvel Comics line? New series, new creative teams, new directions, new beginnings. These are all things popular. Probably more taking Oh, I'm certainly going to read uh, some of them. Uh, I mean, Marvel is dropped off my radar. Uh, the Marvel books that I like, I still absolutely adore. Like, I'm Jason Aaron's Thor run, um, Miss Marvel, things of that nature. They are consistently some of my favorite books. Not that but those are the ones that I've had consistent creative teams. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, get, I do get the, the Thor, and I'm still getting uh, Spider-Gwen, and what is now, what was Hulk is now back to being back to She-Hulk. But okay. I'm not, I'm not branching out in Marvel much. Well, I guess they're trying to get you back in with this. But the thing I'm excited about is they usually try to put some big name creative teams on these types of relaunch events, as it were. Um, I forget. I know that there was a big name on the Avengers title. Um, Ahmed, I think it was. Uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it so I can, so we can talk about this because I really haven't followed this much. Other than it's, I know it's happening. But. I'm going to wait to see more details about the different books, but I think that this could be, you know. Some cool books that are coming out. Big name talent on big name books. And that's what you want to see, right? Depends. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. I can bring up the solicits for the first wave, it looks like. Ah, forget it. But... Well, I've got it up now. Okay, go for it then. Um, let's see. Bendis' Big Farewell on Iron Man with 600 and the Spider Man 240. Um, okay, that's a free comic book paper. The Avengers one is Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. Uh, let's see. Black Panther is um, Coates. I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, Ted Taneshi Coates and Daniel Acuna. Uh, Venom, Donnie Coates, and Ryan Stegman. Uh, yep. 
for the I'm just I'm, honestly I'm just not excited for anything that's coming out of Marvel right now. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. Well, the the uh, important thing here is that Marvel is doing this and trying to time it, and they're acknowledging their legacy is not legacy renumbering is not working, and they're trying to time this on a ride at Free Comic Book Day. And about when the Avengers and come out. when the Avengers come out, uh, so that they can get people who have seen these movies, because you now all their movies, like I said I cannot think of a bad MCU movie. Yeah, um, I mean, like even Iron Man Three. Iron Man okay. Three was not a bad movie. And I and think it was the weakest entry in the franchise. Even uh, Far from the it. the bad ones. All the complaints are minor, you know. Uh, like I said, my complaints with Black Panther are minor. Yeah. It's a solid B+. Plus. It's worth seeing in theaters. Uh, now, it is kind of like they have the Pixar effect going on, where even their quote-unquote bad movies are still much better than most movies. Uh, now, clearly, if you've seen all the MCU movies... Yeah, you know, you're you're gonna be a much bigger fan of it than yeah. You know, well, it's like, it's like, you're gonna get a lot of the hidden references I didn't. Well, but Marvel it's, it's is understandably always is, looking to give an excuse for these moviegoers to pick up a comic book. And um, this, I think, uh, Black Panther has done that well. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of their movies have gotten better and better about that. But their comics aren't good at keeping. Because they, there's not that much crossover between comics and the movies. Um, right. Most recently, like one of the first things that I really took notice of is um, Valkyrie from Ragnarok. Is, or a character that looks like Valkyrie from Ragnarok is appearing in Exiles. And that to me, that's like the first time I've taken note of it. Some, some crossover from the movies to the books. They have, oh, well, there's many, many more. Um, the current Nick Fury in the Marvel Universe is Nick Fury Jr., who looks like the character from the MCU. But, like Sam Jackson. but that was, Which that is... was the, the ultimate Nick Fury, wasn't it? In that... Ultimate Nick Fury was directly inspired by Samuel Jackson. The current 616 main continuity Nick Fury is Nick Fury's son, Nick Fury Jr., who, yes, is a black guy like Sam Jackson. So they have made the official Nick Fury much, much closer to the MCU Nick Fury. Which, of course, you know, the original... Uh, well, he's the Watcher now. Yeah, The original Nick Fury is the, the Watcher? Nick, yes, they wrote the original Nick Fury out of the main... T- the day-to-day business of the Marvel Universe. Who, who looks more like uh, Harrison Ford or... Sean Connery, then yeah, sure. Now, yeah. uh, <laughs> but that is an ex- oh, another example. When the first Avengers movie came out, they launched an Avengers title. It was like I forget what it was called, like Avengers United or some such thing. It was using the MCU team of Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and Cap, and no other characters. Well, and. Also note, in the art, they have Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is coming out later this year. Uh, you know, Scott Lang is the main Ant-Man in the Marvel Universe now, instead of Hank Pym or Eric O'Grady. Uh, 
Now they uh, they've got Spider Man front and center, which now uh, seems a little weird. Well, Spider Man, even in, in spite of everything else, Spider Man is and always will be their most recognized character. But uh, well. I mean, and right behind them, you have Black Panther, you have Thor, you have uh, Iron Man, Hulk, now, uh, Medusa, you know, from the Inhumans, uh, you know, Captain America, Miss Marvel, uh, Wolverine, Miles but, Morales, and then, you know, well, Miles Morales is way off yeah, in the distance. In the uh, but the character, what I'm saying, in Luke Cage, the character is that they are presenting more front. Uh, some of them are B characters, but are were B characters, but they're ones that have a movie. Clear, movie and TV seems like the bigger that is, the more uh, they're featured in this art. Uh, so definitely would lead me to believe they're trying to capture some of that. Because while when uh, Disney first took over Marvel, they were all about the movies and they let people know about it. Uh, and, you know, even uh, one of them was quoted as saying is, of course we make, you know, more on one Avengers movie than a year of Marvel comics, so of course we're going to focus yeah, on I the mean, movies. From a, from a business standpoint, that is the obvious thing to do. Right, but, you know, the comic book fans could feel that lack of care. I suppose so. Um, yeah, and their sales reflected it. Now, uh, DC, obviously, did not take that approach. Cause no, I mean, DC's movies have been lukewarmly received, to put it. Uh, yeah. Considering that Wonder Woman is like the best one, and that was like, what, the fourth entry in the franchise? Wonder Woman is now, the best one, and it would be middle of the road for an MCU. Right. Uh, I definitely would put virtually every Marvel movie that I've watched recently on par, if not above, Wonder Woman. Not to rehash on Black Panther again, but... I would put Black Panther above Wonder Woman. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's what I was about to say, is that Wonder Woman and Black Panther were both important movies. Right. Black Panther is definitely the better movie movie of the two. Right. Yes, because Wonder well, Woman and was almost... like the first movie to feature a female lead superhero. And then well, we well, both the Black Panther is... and Wonder Woman weren't technically the first in either of their accolades, but they were the first ones that mattered. Yes. They were the first ones that weren't just like throwaway movies like Elektra right. or like um, or something. Or uh, Steel. Well, you know, and or a Steel. lot of the reasons why Wonder Woman was such an important movie is also very valid. Uh, you know. The production side. And, uh, you know, it was for uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Because uh, the, the female warriors in Black Panther uh, were awesome. They had, they had objectively the best fight scenes. Yes, they did. And the the most natural and best humor was involving them most of the time, or the sister. Um, well, the how do you pronounce the name? Okawa, Okawa, the the the, the oh, captain the, of the guard. The general, maybe? Huh? I forget. The the the, the one that uh, with a, the company, I think it's a Koya. Or a Koya. Okay. Uh, that was that was Michonne from Walking Dead. Right. So, wow. Just literally wow. <laughs> 
Well, I, I mean, she's a good actress. I don't see why uh, that should be a surprise. Uh, but the character was well written, yes. Yeah. Uh, I was really impressed with the digital backgrounds. Uh, yeah, when you saw the wide sweeping shots of the city, I really liked the way it looked. I thought the outfits and everything were really cool, well designed. Yeah, I was really impressed with the details they put into it. Yeah. You can, I think they knew how important this movie was, that this is going to be the first, like, big blockbuster, um, all-black cast anything. And they wanted to make sure that they poured over the details or something like that. Well, yeah, and here's the important thing about this, with it being an all-black cast in production. It wasn't marketed. No. Like your other all black productions yeah. have been in the past, it was marketed to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of your your movies that fall into those categories, they don't get the same mainstream marketing that this movie has. Yeah. That's certainly true. Um, that is really true. Massive I guess the first thing that would come to head is like the Tyler Perry movies. Right. I hardly ever see I don't, any I'm trailers. I'm not for aware those. that they're out until like maybe I like see a poster in the theater while I'm there. Yeah. But this one, yes, this one was pushed hard. This one was presented from the get go as something that they know everyone's going to go see. It was. It was not uh, given. Just you know, it wasn't overlooked, and uh, it's already as a Marvel movie. I mean, it was given the same treatment as every other Marvel, movie, pretty much. Which, in general, Marvel movies are overhyped. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah, but that's just my opinion as far as the Marvel movies in general. Uh, now, the the question uh, a lot of people are wondering, will it receive any Academy nominations? And odds are, yes. Um, you know, I definitely think costuming, uh, you know, but will it get Best Picture or anything like that? Marvel movies. Uh, but I could definitely see it getting a Best Supporting Actress. I feel like at this point, the sh like it's never going to happen for the nominate a superhero play for Best Picture. I mean, they didn't do it for Logan, which was objectively a good movie. And honestly, hardly even a superhero movie at all. Really, yeah. It, yeah. it was much... If there was going to be an Academy Award-winning Best Picture superhero movie, that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was... A very dramatic movie and everything. Now, well executed. Had a very had that very western esque feel to it. I feel to it like Shane. I rated it as my favorite superhero movie of last year. Even though, again, not really much of a superhero movie per se. But anyway. Last hurrah. So. With the announcement of the fresh start, does this make us excited for Marvel again? Uh, uh, you're saying it I, doesn't appear on your radar? I am excited uh, about 
good creative teams going on high-profile books. Uh, I it's would, not a guarantee because, like, I'd been excited for stuff like that before, and it ended up being like, eh, okay, like, I was like, okay, like, I cooled really quickly on Greg Rucka's Wonder Woman run. Like, the whole, like, shifting timeline thing made it so that it takes, like, 12 issues to tell one story. Um, yeah, that was not the best. Yeah. So, they did fix that in trades. Yeah. Yeah, but... As someone who was like, you know, I was excited to be picking up the Greg Rucka Wonder Woman run, and, like... I'm picking it up as individual issues, and, and it's very confusing. Now I have to yeah. wait. It essentially made it a monthly book uh, for whichever one storyline you tried to follow. Yeah. So yeah, I have been burned by things I thought would have been sure bets before, and, and, and again, it wasn't bad. It was just overhyped in my mind, I guess. So I could end up being disappointed yet again. Of course, you can always be. But for now, I'm pretty excited about the books that are going to come out. Not even Well, I did receive You can stop saying that. I definitely think uh, it'll be a good opportunity. As, as a retailer, uh, I'm excited. For the chance to say, hey, this is if they do a complete relaunch, uh, it makes it so much easier for people to follow their world, yeah. you know, and it makes it easier for me to market that to them. I mean, you know, there's a huge entrance barrier if you want to read that. Um, not the best. The best thing going is that the fact that even though these are like decades long, like. Series. Yeah, look, these characters have been kicking it around, the really popular ones at least, for a really long time. It is some solace to know that most of the stories are not really necessary to know, and in fact are mostly actively ignored in some cases. Well, you know, going with DC, you know, you go, okay, I want, I love this character, and I'll go, well, this is what the relaunch, you know, rebirth, this is where, this, these are the trades you need to know, this is the universe. Verse and people can read the whole Rebirth universe, and it's it's well branded, clearly marked, easily labeled. They made it really convenient. Even New Fifty Two was fairly convenient, but you start getting free New Fifty Two, it's it starts getting muddled. Uh, right, so you know there isn't that clear breaking point or start to a universe in the Marvel. There's a couple of big major points, but even they get muddled like a brand new day. I do feel as though if a story was important enough to make the Wikipedia page, that's probably about all you need to know. Right. Fair enough, but you shouldn't make a consumer do homework to enjoy your product. That is true, but I feel as though somewhat unavoidable in comic books. Oh, eventually, maybe if they want to know what to, if they want to know what to read. I think you can you can put I mean, the suggested yeah, reading list up for people. You can't tell Spider-Man's origin story again every year. Yeah. Fair enough, but you should be able to walk into a comic book store and go, hey, I, I, I like this world or this character, or if somebody says, okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, if somebody you, say, you should be able to say, say well, so if you were to, someone to come to you right now and say, hey, I love Black Panther, where can I read some Black Panther books, what would you tell them? 
I honestly wouldn't know where to point them. I'd go, this is the most current series. If you, yeah, you yeah. them with a coach run, that's really confusing because it requires you to know about events from several years prior, like um, Secret Wars and the build-up to that. Um, you would need to know about uh, Avengers vs. X-Men to some extent. Right. Uh, it's... Didn't, didn't that line get rebooted in, like, 01 or something? Some, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, there's some parts where it's dealing with universes that got rebooted afterwards, some before. I mean, Marvel has done a sufficient job making it confusing to keep where the F they are doing with their universe in the comic world. But you couldn't have just, like, a... Uh... Uh, a set list of like you know if you like if you like Captain America then this is the trades you should pick up. No, and pretty much anything with the Marvel, I have to Google. I have to do the homework for them. I have to Google it. Go to the Wikipedia page. Oh, this is the reading pages. Okay, this is what you need to know to understand this one book. I mean, you've got to read these three other books to understand this comic, and they look confused and go away. And so, I, so maybe this fresh this, start is a good thing for you. I think it will be a good thing for retailers, and I think they're say, it'll be a good thing for new readers. Uh, it may annoy some of the older readers, I'm sure. But I think this will invite a whole... Right, I think this will invite a whole new crop of comic book fans. You can never please everyone, so... I feel like they need to make the smart business decision, which is to be appealing to new readers. Right. Um, so I think this is a good move for Marvel Comics. Yeah. Even though David doesn't give a shit. I don't. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, Image announced like 20-some-odd new books. Yeah, but they're always doing that. Yeah, they're always right. doing that. Right. Are any of those a blip on your radar? I... I don't know all of them, so I cannot answer that. But I probably will tell you, yes, there are probably some that are going to be interesting to me. I can look it up. I'll see what it is. Well, while you're doing that, um... It depends on, like, uh... Uh, Any other major thing we want to talk about, or we want to start to wrap up? No, I think it's about time that we wrap up Final Thoughts. Uh, yeah. Free comic book day coming uh, here soon. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, obviously like there'll be a big uh, yes, but they're not being uh, real, real detail oriented. But they're just giving you like what they're what they're announcing, right? something to that effect. Now, uh, yeah, so we will be seeing a whole a whole slew of new books coming out. This May, uh, now, uh, I'm more excited for the state of Marvel Comics than I've been in a while. Uh, they have, in the past, you know, few years, dropped dramatically. They're still not below DC in sales. Well, no, I mean, Marvel, uh, but like for compared to where they were in my living memory, Marvel has never dipped below like a third of the market share. Right, but if if the stock market took the same dip as Marvel's market share, people would jump out of a window. Fair enough. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, they they're not, and they're they're probably at their low, and I hope this stays their low, and they rebound nicely from a retailer point of view, because that's if if Marvel and DC are both doing bad, it's bad for comics in general. Right now, DC is still doing okay. As much as people like to you know tout indie books and everything. The overwhelming majority of books being sold are definitely the superheroes. Okay. Well, you need Marvel and DC. You need yeah. the big boys to be doing well to give room because that expands the comic book buyer base. <laughs> that true. makes like, it easier for indies to sell. These books like your Black Hammers or what have you that kind of just like play around superhero tropes are meaningless yeah, without yeah, the superhero yeah. tropes that exist in the first place. Now, uh... Because when people come in to a shop like ours that carries all these indie books, you know, they usually come in for the the big names, you know, and see, oh, this book looks interesting, or what's this book about, you know. Uh, so it definitely, you know, uh, yeah, you, you need to try that to, to be able to. You can't think all comics suck if. And expect new flavors of comics or new styles of comics to sell well. Oh my gosh, I am looking at these books from Image. Oh my, I have already seen like three that I'm like, I gotta get. Leviathan. That's a uh, John Layman from Chew with uh, Nick Patara, the Manhattan Project. That has like, oh my gosh, that has like a very Jeff Darrow-esque vibe to it right there. That looks cool. Uh, the Last Siege. Uh, Landry Q. Walker, Danger Club, Supergirl, Cosmic Adventures in the 8th grade. Uh, Justin Greenwood. That looks awesome. Uh, da -da -da -da. What was the other one I saw? Um, Echolands. J.H. Williams. Sandman Overture, Aiden Blackman. Ooh, that looks good. So, um... <laughs> I found some. Dead Rabbit, Jerry Dugan, and John McCree. Dead my... Guy Fan Club. Annie Wu. Damn, Annie Wu. Alright, so any final thoughts? My final thought is that I saw an announcement that they are going to finish S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, the Dustin, show? No, the Dustin Weaver and Jonathan Hickman's S.H.I.E.L.D. book that came out the better half of a decade ago, and they never, ever finished it. Ah. It's, uh, it was about, like, the secret history of, like, the organization before the spy organization. It had Isaac Newton, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Nikola Tesla as main characters. Um <laughs> It was a fascinating little read. It was rather entertaining, and it was always a damn shame that they never finished it. And I don't think that anything can live up to this many years of waiting, but yeah, I'm glad that it's going to finish. That's good. What's that series from Marvel that, like, they had issue one, and it, like, took three years for issue two to get out? Uh, was that the Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk book? No, it was Image Comics. It was some you just said of... Marvel. Oh, sorry. I meant you Image. Fool. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway me, I don't know what you're talking don't about. Don't spank though. me. Um, Way to make it weird, you asshole. <laughs> That's my job. I try my best. Either way. I'm the best at what I do, and what I do is make things weird. Now that S&M has been brought up... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up Sunstone, kids. Now, uh, any other... 
uh, you know, subjects we need to, you know, mention that didn't get mentioned. You know, oh, I've uh, already gone. To, I've already gone to S and M. I mean, what else is there? Remember your safe words. Uh, Shut up, David. Uh, um, so I guess my final thought would be uh, come out to join us at uh, Centennial Park on Saturday, February twenty fourth. Roughly, I guess, noon to three o'clock. When you say us, who are you talking about? Uh, anyone who plays Pokemon Go. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Go is having a uh, community day event for the month of February on Saturday. Uh, Dratini spawns will be uh, the expected uh, Pokemon. If you evolve a Dratini during the event, it will learn Drag uh, Drag Draco Meteor when it becomes a Dragonite. Oh, that's neat. Uh, it, you can only do that for that specific time frame. You have to be in Centennial Park on Saturday. No, for it's world. It's 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 worldwide. But they what they do is they rotate it across the world. So like the event is in one during like certain hours in one part of the world, and the next it, it's it's kind of a moving event. And then the U.S. is roughly like either noon to three or one to four. Okay. So during that three-hour window. The spawns will increase. And that's this Saturday? That's this Saturday. Okay. You don't have to be at Centennial Park, but a bunch of uh, the players from up at where I live are all talking about it, and uh, depending on how the weather goes, if the weather's cooperative or not, which right now we don't know. It looks like it's not going to be. Well. Uh, but we're still going to do it, regardless of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the information, because I can honestly say that was not a blip on my radar. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I don't take any offense to it. We all have our different interests. Uh, but, you know, I'm still amazed at uh, Pokemon Go, getting uh, people to get out and get some exercise. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That being said... Um, if anybody's curious, uh, Black Panther did two hundred, over two hundred million. Making it's opening like, uh, weekend. Best, best February opening, best uh, solo yeah. superhero movie opening. Yeah, um, so yeah, it was clearly a movie people have been waiting a long time for. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I didn't realize until I saw Trevor Noah talking about it, but the the subtitle language was an actual language, uh, Farquhar or something. What is what's the name of that language? I do not. Know. Uh, but the language they speak in Black Panther is a real language, um, and of course I did, I was unfamiliar with the language, so obviously I didn't recognize it, but. Uh, but he had mentioned that he actually speaks that language. Now, uh, so now he was like, ah, get rid of the subtitles, and that was, you know, he did a, a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, but uh, don't forget about Free Comic Book Day. I mean, plenty of great stuff out there. We're gonna try and get some special stuff going out there. Uh, Two months away now, right? Yep. Uh, other than that. Now, check us out on ComicCity2.com, uh, OutrightGeekery.com, find us on Facebook, or come see us in person in Madison, Tennessee. Son, Son of Maddie. Maddie.
where you too can join in on uh, our podcasting fun. I mean, yeah, we clearly do not have very high professional standards here. Oh, no, we're not professionals by any stretch of the imagination. Evident to anyone who listens or watches nowadays. But, um... See, exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It was totally hey, hey, you know, it works for Deadpool now, right? Yeah, well, they, it wouldn't help. It Deadpool's wouldn't actually funny. Wall breaking. Fair enough. <laughs> 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 <laughs>